This is a HeadGum Original. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Previously on the HeadGum Podcast. Jake, which is the piece that got stuck in your ass in fifth grade? Was that the reed or the plastic part? Because you said you had a, the situation where you said you tried to blow the saxophone with your ass and the, I forget if it was the reed. But no, it wasn't reed. It was a different word. What's, what'd you say the plastic part was called, Rika? You're, no. It was, you're it was, cut, it was cut never, behind Jake's sphincter. And, I never put a sax in my ass in grade school. Okay. It was in high that. school. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was in college. It was when I was playing. Pledging a frat. <laughs> I said to hell with sax, and I put it in my axe. <laughs> Kiss my sass. <laughs> Holy shit, it's beautiful. <laughs> the, the reed is wet. The day is right. Jake twerking. Careless You're whisper. not pledging a frat. You got. You didn't get a bit anywhere. And so it continues. All right, welcome to another edition of the HeadGum Podcast. Oh my god. Uh, what's that? Why would you use that? Use what? I just found like a jingle. That's... I don't want to expose myself, but that is from, you know, The Hub. <laughs> what's The Hub, Johnny? Uh... <laughs> Huge bomb drop. I cornered him and I fucking got him. Hook, line, sinker. Johnny watches internet pornography. This is... <laughs> Hilarious, Danny. <laughs> yeah, it's not really it's like, a bad thing. Really? No. I've been listening to this podcast. It's been getting nastier every week. <laughs> 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 like, name the show Real Sex. At, that's, <laughs> that, that must be why listenership is skyrocketing. <laughs> right. It coincides, mere coincides with... Um, the horniness of quarantine, right? The corniness of it all. <laughs> Danny, you're married, so you don't understand the plight of Johnny, Marty, and I. Don't put your plight on me. I haven't gotten into some strange <laughs> in the better part of a semester. Don't you dare do that. All right. All right. Easy. Easy. <laughs> we don't know what goes on beyond the doors of, what is it? God, you have to bleep that out. <laughs> Every time. What's new with you guys? You got All three of you, but especially Marty, haven't been on the show for a long time. I think Johnny's the most recent. Sellers, the la- you, you're exactly right. The last time we came on, I did play pipes. Pipes, yeah, laying the piping away. Um, what, Marty? What, I think it's been like since September, right? Yeah, I don't like doing this. You, you basically, you beg me. You're texting me all the time, all hours of the night. I feel like it's anyway, my cameras going off, my security cameras, and just one is being a text from you, being like, "Hey, sign up on this sign up sheet." I took a pickup artistry class, and they said desperation is the key to any woman's. Um, <laughs> it should be the new sax. Right. 
This is a headgum podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> should, we be, should we be posting our our content to the hub? <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> we should yeah post the Jake and Amir live show to the to Orange YouTube. Um, Danny, what's new with you? I'm out here, you know, it's really extremely wild. Uh, last night I realized my uh, lease is up one month sooner than I thought. <laughs> It's up. <laughs> <laughs> You're homeless. My lease is up end of May rather than end of June. So, I mean, it's still kind of the same timeline, but your boy is scrambling. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, how much more time do you have? <laughs> Two and a half months. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to move to L.A. Yeah, bro. I'm out here. Yeah, this, this is uh, going to be a very stressful week. Biden is also speeding up everything, right? So, you're, it should be safe in two and a half months. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, so. maybe the timelines, will, the stars will align for you. I hope so. Your boy needs to get a vaccine. So, yeah, that's uh, that's very new. Less than 24 hours. I mean, it's actually a year old. I just didn't check the damn lease until <laughs> last night. In Chicago, so. do leases not go month to month after the end of the year? Because in L.A., I feel like that's what you most probably of probably could do. technically do it. And if you needed to, we could. It's just, yeah. I think the thought of having a little bit more time is always great, but it's also less money, so we'll figure it out. I'm sure you'll find a good spot. I feel like now, I feel like nobody's moving in LA, so you're probably going to get a deal on like a good place. I think one would hope so. I don't know if Zillow agrees, but <laughs> well, you are looking. We should say you're looking in like the Beverly Glen, Bel Air area. Yeah, inventory is <laughs> low there. Price is high. So exactly. far from where the new office might be. I was talking to somebody recently. They said. It's a renter's market, whatever that meant to them. So, I don't know. It should be okay for you. Well, again, it doesn't matter what the market is doing. It's always a seller's market. <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Johnny, Burlington, New Jersey? Or do you just live near Burlington? No, nah, I live in Burlington. Good old Burlington. Are you going to move to New York when things calm down or no? Absolutely. And I'm willing to move before things calm down. I was willing to move at the peak of everything. <laughs> I just need to get out the of here. The issue being uh, saving cash? Or... No, it's like there's just nothing to do here, and I just want to go to the club, you know? The I'm club. willing to go to Florida if, I, <laughs> if it comes down to it. Just kind of no yeah. you a club it. guy, Johnny? Club rat. Oh, I, I straight up love the club. I love the club. Holy shit. I could see Johnny like in a nice silk button down with like a Heineken in his hand just turning up. That's oh, tight. I, I didn't know this about you, Johnny. I'm a wild child of the night. I'm a saint in the streets, a freak in the sheets. Oh, <laughs> what are you in the club? Oh, in the club, I'm, I'm also a bartender. You know, just a bartender. <laughs> that that a Heineken is three quarters empty, and it's in a plastic tray. <laughs> What's your favorite club, Johnny? Where, where, where do you go? Where, where are you known to go? I don't want to dox you, and I'll bleep it out if you want. But I, I'd love to know. There's this one club in Brooklyn. It's called. Uh, nowadays it's basically just like uh they all they play is like deep house and like techno oh i just love like going there and just hanging around people who are off like ecstasy and i'm just like completely sober or whatever it's nice it's <laughs> nice to be around those people they're all so nice bleep that part yeah. out i want our company to sound cool <laughs> no johnny you should know this about me i also like dancing and going to loud music venues i'm willing to like meet you halfway right now Willing Wyoming, St. Yeah. Louis, gateway to the West. <laughs> Absolutely. Her Dayton, Ohio has a great club scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's open in the middle? I guess everything in the middle of the country is probably open, huh? Probably Kansas City. Strong Kansas City. Get some ribs. Texas, I know, club. has no masks now. So that's that's a 
safe option. You're Marty, you you tried to get into Bergheim and were rejected, right? That's correct. The famous Berlin club. Yeah, that's correct. But you can also bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's you doing ADR for me being like, and I got into Bergheim. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> What was that experience like? So it was me and Amir. Jake and Amir must have done a show in Europe somewhere. And typically when they did abroad shows, we would then as a group go on a mini vacation afterwards near wherever it was. And this one, I think they did one in the UK. And then so we did Germany uh, afterwards for a week. I think Jake and his brother were both there, but they left early and Amir and I stayed longer. So one of these nights that it was just Amir and I still there. He had gotten recognized on the street by some group of people there. So we like kind of merged groups with them. And then they were German and spoke German. And we're like, let's go to Bergheim after we've been drinking for a while. And we were like, yeah, let's go to Bergheim. It's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. And so we walk up there and typically, I guess there's like five hour long lines to get in. There was no one in line. Like I'm telling you, there was one group of people, of five people in front of us got straight in. So we're like walking, zigzagging through the ropes, right? Like this long thing that they're always prepped for having lots of people in front. The entire time we're laughing, we're cheesing, and we get up to the front and we split up into two pairs. Like it'll be easier to get in two groups. Obviously they saw us doing this the entire time. So it's like no secret of process. So like me and this one girl, we go up to the front, she speaks German and the, and the guy looks straight at me in the eyes, straight in the eyes. The guy's, I think his name is Sven. He's probably like the most bound, yeah. famous bouncer in the world. He goes, you will not get in tonight. Then I, and then... And walk away. <laughs> that was it. Damn. <laughs> that was it. And then I, I'm walking Where'd you away. go from there? I'm walking away. And then I hear him repeat the exact same phrase to Amir, who's behind me. <laughs> and he walks away. And then we just start laughing really, really hard. And I don't even know. I think we went to another club or something. That was easier to get to. <laughs> I was fully rejected. And I have no idea what happens in there. I've never heard of this. What is this? A, a German club? Is this it's in Berlin. It's like the most exclusive club in the world. Uh, it's like five stories, very secretive. No one understands how you get in or how you don't. Although I have read that if you speak English at all online, you don't get in. Yeah. Something. Oh, we were only speaking English. And also <laughs> you have to wear all black. And I was wearing pastel colors. Like I was wearing a, a patchwork like pastel shirt that I thought was really cool back in the day. And, and on top of that, it was just like, it was so obvious that we had been drinking a lot before that. And they don't want drunk yeah. people in there because it's, it is like, it's, it's, it's an experience that lasts truly a lifetime if you want it to. The rumors are that you go in there and that you are there for three days and you don't even know you were there for three days because there's so much going on on all these different floors and different experiences that you can just get swept away for days at a time and it's there's no windows. So then you come oh, out shit. and it's three days later and your taxes are due and you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> so every time you go, it is April 12th. <laughs> That's right. It's three days before taxes are due. Danny, trouble in paradise, or how's the marriage? <laughs> well, well, after realizing I'm going to be homeless, after our marriage is on the rocks for sure. <laughs> now nah, we're straight, bro. How, what's up with you? I feel like I listen to this to this podcast, and I, I get on it. I don't ask you. Are you a club guy, Jeff? Are you? Damn, Daniel, back at it again with the white man. Um, I. <laughs> Do you know that was the first thing that Jeff ever said to me when I met him? That, that line right there was Damn. the first. Like, at a job interview? It was a thing that Jake and Amir were saying a lot at the time. And it was like, so Jeff like must have heard it in passing. But it was the first thing he ever said to me, I think, when he was in the office. Well, because you were wearing white Vans. Well, that's that too. But like, you didn't have to do that. You'd have to rip it from the meme. I'm, go I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not like a clerb clerb guy. Like, I won't go to like, you won't cash me at One Oak. But I do like a dancing bar, you know, like a dive that has a, a floor and I'll be floored. 
because I'll have, you know, well whiskey and a PBR Ugh. and they'll have to give me CPR because <laughs> I'm like getting down on the floor, getting nasty. Body rolls, cinnamon rolls. What's you know? your go-to, uh, like, if you got, you know, one of those little jukebox apps and it's like, hey, oh, Jeff, yeah. go play, like, two songs. What's your Motown, go-to? Motown, fill you up, <laughs> this is why obviously. Empty, um, empty bars every time. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love this, because the shortstop used to have Motown Mondays in Echo Park. Mm. That was fun. It just sucked that it's a Monday. Um, but, yeah, like, disco and Motown is, like, my shit, because it's fun to dance to. Are you 58, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Motown. Jeff is the <laughs> oldest 22-year-old I know, by far. 23-year-old. Goodness you had a birthday? Gracious. Yeah, and you didn't come. It was a Zoom thing. Danny was there. Johnny was there. Sarah, Ferris, okay. just put a sax. I'm going to take a walk. All right, I'm sorry I didn't go. I really am. That's a bummer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, if you had an extra hour in your day, how would you spend it? Because I would absolutely fix all of my problems with the extra hour. That's the issue, is that there aren't 25 hours in the day, so I can't become a better version of me. Does that make sense? But maybe you would want to go for a run or go for a nap or go for reading a book. Because a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time in our day. And the question is, time for what? Because if time was unlimited... How you would use it would infer your mental health and your happiness and your joy. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I'm in therapy every week. Uh, I've definitely benefited from it and uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody who has access to it and BetterHelp makes it easier. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy for what makes you get joy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash what's that today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash what's that. Thanks, BetterHelp. Guys, taking care of your health isn't always easy, right? But it should be simple. That's why for the last three years I've been taking AG1, just one scoop and a cup of water mixed around every day, no exceptions. And it helps me feel, you know, energized, focused, ready to take on the day like I'm doing one powerfully healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I know that AG1 gives my body high-quality nutrition because every batch goes through a rigorous testing process so that you know it's safe. And their ingredients are sourced for potency, absorption, and nutrient density, all of which is very important and you don't always get with other leading nutrition brands. I like to drink it first thing in the morning. I'll have a a glass of water, I'll have my AG1, and then I'll have my coffee. And it gets me set off to take on the day uh, and to be centered and to feel like I did at least one good thing for my health. And if you do that every day, it has compounding effects. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. That's why we partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash what's that? Again, that's drinkag1.com slash what's that? Check it out. This is The Pipe, Danny. 
I'm, this is the pipe from me uh, in high school, sir. From high school, sir. Did you know we we we're, we're doing? I don't know if I'm supposed to announce this or not, but and if I'm not supposed to, I'll cut it out. But we're doing merch for the show, and in high school, sir, is on one of the shirts. I need one of those shirts, please. We'll, wow. well I'm not in charge of it, but I'll, Marika will send you one. Thank you so much, Marty. Now's your time to come up with a catchphrase to be on a shirt. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I mean, there's so many from when we used to do those dumb videos in the office all the time. There's so many of those characters. The uh, sleeping with the fishes is one. <laughs> um, <laughs> waka Waka is probably Someone. the most. Well, I don't know. Waka Waka is the one, but it's probably up there. Someone oh, but in, I mean, uh, notoriously, my parents being divorced. There's probably a shirt there somewhere. I don't know. Marika's good at this stuff. At the Headgum Live in Chicago, somebody brought a, a, a fully printed out Kinko's poster <laughs> of Marty going like this, <laughs> and it's, they wanted him to sign it. And what? Well, yeah, what's the catchphrase? Oh, sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. And so Marty signed it like that, and then took a photo with this like headgum. It was a literally. It was like a three foot poster. It was huge. He had it rolled up like in his pant leg to sneak it in or something. I don't know what it was. It was, was a doing. billboard. It was, he, probably, <laughs> <laughs> he smuggled um, a billboard in. Danny, how's how's stand? I think I saw on your Instagram story you you were at a show or did a show. Uh, yeah, I just did an open mic. I have a show next week. I guess when this comes out, it'll have been two days ago. Comedy's back. <laughs> Holy shit. You heard it here first. <laughs> two questions. One, how was your first show back? Like, how did it feel? And then two, was it all new material that you've been writing in quarantine or just kind of like new venues of the same jokes? I mean, I'm, I'm good at comedy. So uh, the set went <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, first of all. Um, and, and most of it was That's brand. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah. Forget shirts. D- yeah, Division one athletes don't fail. <laughs> Right? Sir, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got two D one. Oh, by the way, oh my, a little props God. from the left hand side of the screen, please. We have two Division one athletes on the on the line. I want yeah. Danny to show up to the head LA office the first day it opens and just go like this <laughs> with the waist up, <laughs> spitting the, yeah, water the WWE. out. That's the uh, yeah. uh, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you clearly just got out of the shower. <laughs> Why is your I'm face wet, beefs. Danny? <laughs> oh, it'll be so nice to have an office again, huh? Yeah, so Danny was a Division One athlete in college. What? What's that? Just you can say both our names. Danny, wait, you were you were track and field, right? Or no? no, football. Football. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's a real sport. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football is a real sport. Football is that's D1. If you're D1 football, that means you have some fucking talent. <laughs> that means scouts... Wanted you. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of D1 sports. They're all equally as hard to to do. Oh, like basketball for sure. Sure, that's another baseball one. Baseball to a certain extent. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, like track, track and field, uh, cross country, indoor track. Uh, so, what are you talking about? <laughs> Damn it, Johnny. That was funny. <laughs> Just cut it out. <laughs> no, but so Danny, is it mostly new material? Like, have you been writing during quarantine or not? Nah? Uh, just started. Well, I was doing a show during the summer in the park, Parallel Park, Chicago, mm-hmm. very fire. Um, and that I stopped that in October when Corona came back, and then um, really wasn't writing up until maybe a couple weeks ago. Started. You got to with stand up. You have to like experience stuff, and all yeah. I'm experiencing is dog walks and Zoom calls. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know, but I'm back. I feel like I'm I'm outside a little bit more. Well, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I mean, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but like, come up with a bit. <laughs> That's a, definitely putting him on the spot, but also how so? What do you mean? You're asking him to do a bit. Danny's good at comedy, Marty. No, I believe you heard that. it from the fucking yeah. From one Division One athlete to another, I understand that 
we're perfect. Exactly. Like when we do something, we do it well, right? That's what makes us champions. Did you Did you ever win a championship? Mark? Not me personally, but I mean, that's what makes champions. We have the makeup of champions. Don't take his side in this, Dan. Of what it takes to be a champion. You're a D1 athlete. You should be put on the pedestal. Marty sort of ran errands. He was a courier. <laughs> Made errands. I was, I was doing Uber on the track. <laughs> take this baton real quick. Johnny, what's wrong? You look like you just got scammed. I'm actually having the time of my life, but... uh. Uh, speaking of scams, uh, I did my taxes with a CPA for the first time ever. It made me feel like an adult. But uh, I realized you that uh, since right now, as it stands, I don't owe anything to the federal government. But my friends are starting to tell me that they owe to the mm. federal government. So now I'm thinking that the IRS is going to knock down my door any minute now and basically audit you. Yeah, hire, Yeah, audit me. So now I'm really nervous about that. Have you made money this year? Oh, absolutely. You owe money to the government. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> no, you've been paying that money so if, on a regular basis. You don't owe anything more if, if you've been paying your taxes oh, correctly all year. All right. You know what I learned? <laughs> I learned that it's not good to owe money. Like, like getting tax return. I'm sorry, not owe, but getting a tax return isn't necessarily a good thing. Like it should, That's right. You, sh- you should want a little amount of a return as possible. You want no return because that means yeah. that you kept more of your money, invested that money, not spent exactly. it on like, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Executive Decisions. Welcome to Executive Decisions. Marty, you oh, are no. the, C- <laughs> the CEO of HeadGum, right? Co-founder, CEO, yeah. I think there's a certain responsibility that comes with being a CEO. If I'm not mistaken. There's a lot. What's that? There's a lot of responsibility. Okay. That's only, yeah, okay. You're only proving my point further. The the position requires restraint. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> it requires patience. Sure. And to a lesser degree, talent, luckily. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run you through a couple scenarios, Marty, and you just say wh- how you would go about making an executive decision. Because as an executive, every decision you make is executive. And I think Danny would not only back me up, but he would like say it for me. So, Danny? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're the... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. You started talking. I completely, <laughs> completely stopped listening. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so here we go. This is the, the the name. Of, it's not even a game. It's just uh, uh, talking points. And Johnny, Danny, feel free to chime in with, with what you would do if you were the CEO of the company. But Marty, this I made this whole thing for you. All right. You catch Johnny sneaking into the office for a late night romp. What's your executive decision? What do you mean? What's a romp? Johnny, can you fill him in? Ugh. Tell him what you're going to do. Yeah. A romp is... An encounter of the variety that is sexual. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Johnny, you can't do that. So the decision is just scold him. I didn't, did I just scold Johnny? I just asked him not to do it. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded pretty out of line. Johnny and I also don't work in the same office. <laughs> okay, so in this scenario, he's visiting for like the anniversary party or something. I don't know. It just feels like a weird scenario. I don't know why. It seems far-fetched. Right, forget it. Forget it. 
You, all right, you hear from a colleague that Danny's leaking insider information to Forever Dog. That's <laughs> part of our Trojan horse idea. I applaud him, exactly. promote him, remove you from the equation, and all of a sudden you're working at Forever Dog. Danny the dumbass coming 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I can't wait to do sketches with your ass if, if you'll have you. <laughs> for, for the for the company you don't wait. have to like come over which i know is your nightmare scenario yeah i won't come over. yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> what if we're like what if we end up living really close like what if you end up living in echo park there's zero chance i'll ever let you know where i live <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing he's learned from this radio show it's that you leak you're the leak right leaking the private sensitive information to the masses all right all right in fact, you're the one that romped in the office, too. These are all just scenarios you want to know you can get away with. <laughs> You've made your point. Here we go. I got to, before we move on, we're still playing executive decisions. I just need to let you guys know Harry Styles' current address. You're Googling it? <laughs> no, I, ha I have it. I just need to pull up the doc. What do you, you mean? Have what a doc, doc of this? What? You said you're pulling up a doc. What doc? Talk amongst yourselves. I don't know why it always has to flow through me. You're the host of the show, and you just said something. <laughs> In fact, right. you made us wait for the information. So yeah, we're asking Ferris about it. Ferris, cut this out. Ferris, cut this. Ferris, whole keep thing this out. in. Executive <laughs> decision. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Laurel Canyon. I don't know what else to say, Dan. Do you want me to move nut close to him, or what's the? That would be great. I think that Laurel Canyon would serve you well. Because not only is it conducive to creativity, like comedy, which you're already good at, so the canyon's only going to fucking <laughs> amplify that talent, man. <laughs> but uh, I can't help but feel like you, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Coleman, and Harry Styles might be a quarantine pod with Jamal, obviously. Thank you. It's incredible how much you talk about other neighborhoods besides the one you live in as them all being the best. <laughs> and you, right. And by the way... You've moved 13 times since I've known you, never to any of these neighborhoods. Well, Laurel Canyon is prohibitively expensive, even compared to where you and I live. All right, we're back to executive decisions. Pyle wants to take HeadGum public, <laughs> but Marty, you're sort of pissed at him for not coming to your birthday. I still am. That was years ago. This was like a new scenario because I thought you would have moved on from 2017, but yeah. So what do you do? What's the executive decision? Do you block his move? Do you... Or do you kind of make the financially smart decision? I have another birthday party. I give him another opportunity. Does he show up? If he wants this bitch to go public, <laughs> he'll be at my B-Day. Bish. And he'll God. bring something nice. You're so small. I'm six foot two inches. <laughs> I thought you were 6'3". I carry myself well. I meant metaphysically. How tall are you, Jeff? I'm 6'1". Really? No, you're not. You, show, you yes, seem shorter. You're yeah, you're you're definitely shorter, <laughs> you and you like, carry ah. yourself shorter than that too. Yeah, Danny's never seen me standing. Is the issue? But yeah, but I have. I'm always yeah. huddled over in a closet. You don't have to know that you're a short guy. Yeah, this backfired. <laughs> the Headgum six year anniversary party. We t it turns out to be possible to have. Sorry, August. Yeah, so the, the Headgum six year anniversary party is p turns out to be possible this year, but only if you can't go, Marty. Mm. <laughs> What's the executive decision? No party. That's easy. <laughs> But I, that's what I was worried about, yeah. There is no party without Marty. It's that simple. Mm. Johnny and Danny, what about you guys? So, like, basically, this wouldn't be an executive decision, but just, like, there's some fucked up scenario. The, the party's only possible if you don't show up. What would you guys do? In past lives, partying or not partying with coworkers is a pretty fantastic idea. So I wouldn't... I don't know what I'm missing, I guess I'll put it like that. Johnny? Uh, I felt, like, a little betrayed. Uh, 
because I don't know, I kind of dedicated uh, my 40 hours of <laughs> every week to helping out this company and helping it grow. So to not be invited yeah. feels like a low blow. And I think from that point, I would move to Forever Dog. That makes sense. How much is that show? Uh, do we talk about them on every episode? Like, what's going on with this show? <laughs> this is the first time we've mentioned Forever Dog. Yeah. Usually, Earwolf is the uh, the butt of the joke. The target. Yeah, they're too corporate now. Danny, the parties are fun. You'll 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 enjoy it. But you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What about this? OJ Simpson approaches the network about doing a show. What's the executive Ooh. decision? Uh, it would do numbers, but he. <laughs> I think does he have? Does he not have a podcast? Uh, I don't think he does. He has an ankle bracelet. He has, a vac- he has the vaccine. <laughs> an ankle bracelet and the vaccine. I think he. I think he qualified it because even though he's only under house arrest, he's still technically in prison. Is he under house arrest? Even yeah, he's like in a really cushy mansion somewhere in L.A. That's kind of tight, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of under house arrest to a certain extent. <laughs> nice. What's the executive decision, Marty? You're the CEO. You chose to be in this position. You you have to make these tough decisions. No, we're about elevating voices that we care about. His isn't a voice that I care about. Maybe wow. you. I care about his voice. Johnny, once you get enough experience, <laughs> once you're about forever, dog, you're the executive over there. You can start making some decisions. All right. Um, you hire an 18-year-old dumbass to make little comedy shorts, and he just sort of never leaves. What's the executive decision? Oh, my God. Give him a podcast called The HeadGum Podcast, I guess. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't make all these decisions, right? Like We have creative people that do that. So This has been Executive Decisions. Did you really start with us when you were 18 years old? Yeah, I was 18. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so young. And to think it's been five years, that's insane. It's far too long. How have you made it this long? How have you made it this long? You come here often? You shouldn't be here anymore. What's your name? You want something to drink? Johnny approaches with like a tray of right. like full bottles of <laughs> Cristal. Is that right, Motown? Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the price of right. You guys know the price is right? Yes. Yeah. Really? It's not some esoteric show. This is one of the most popular <laughs> game shows. This is the, this is like the price is right, but it's the price of right. W R I G H T. So um what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list <laughs> some brothers i'm gonna list yeah, celeb- okay. celebrities oh, right all right. Oh, right uh and you're gonna guess their net worth danny um <laughs> everybody i don't know why i just pointed that D- at you. it's because danny's good at it <laughs> all right bonnie Wright. all right first of all i am she, probably what? the worst person to ask about like random like rich white people i don't know who these people are to be completely okay. honest with i don't you. know who it is this person play, paid played Ginny weasley okay. in harry potter oh yeah got it okay um i say a strong f- before you answer we should say that this is all for cash this is twenty dollars for every right answer twenty dollars owed to me for every wrong answer um a strong seven million <laughs> you owe me twenty dollars <laughs> what's the what's the number uh i'll answer i'll say Six hundred thousand. 
What do you think this is, Johnny? You think Ginny Weasley only has six figures? You're shitting yourself if Bonnie doesn't at least have a couple figures. I'm sorry. Seven to eight. I'm sorry. Marty. Thoughts? How many Harry Potter movies are there? Yeah, there's a lot. There's like eight. There's, there's eight movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Keep in mind, she was only in, I think, six of them. Oh, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> 11 and a half. That's correct. How the no fuck way. did you get that? You know my Instagram. You're always requesting dollars. This time, just send them. Wow. All right. Uh, Johnny and Danny owe me $20. I owe 20 to Marty. This is unbelievable. Here we go. Robin Wright. Can you give me... All right. I need context for all of these random... <laughs> I already told you. She, I don't know their name. She played the wife in fucking house of cards another show i don't watch uh how many (laughs) how many seasons of how is there is that the the show with uh kevin spacey right she's in a lot more stuff than just what you're talking about like marty seems to know i'm on i'm on a hot lead i'll give you i'll give you all a hint it's higher than what you think it probably is Uh, 30 million i don't i really have no context i have to phone a friend that's incorrect danny i'm so sorry i hate this show <laughs> All right, I'll aim really high. Let's say nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Two thousand cash. Two thousand liquid. <laughs> Could you imagine if I had that at the clerk? <laughs> People. They'd respect me. <laughs> USD. <laughs> that was funny shit. <laughs> Go, all right, Johnny, your actual answer? Okay. Uh, I was going to say um, $450 million. Not that high. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> She's an actor. You said it was higher than I thought. <laughs> I didn't know what you thought. I was thinking $300 million. <laughs> Now you owe me $40 for this wrong oh, Jesus. answer. Marty? $24.7 million. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it was 25, but I'll give it to you. Marty's two for two. Here we go. The Wright brothers. Now, keep in mind, this is adjusted for inflation. Danny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> keep in mind, they were ahead of their time. Did they end up like commercializing planes or did they just start planes? I'll, I'll, I'll give them a strong, like, in today's dollars, 300 million. That's nowhere near. <laughs> Is it a B? Is it a Billy? They get a Billy off of. I mean, planes are important. I guess. No, they they, they didn't invent. Commercial <laughs> You're recording planes. this from a plane. <laughs> right. Yeah, Marty, let's make Johnny go last this time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is an attack on me. I'm trying to give you more information. You know what? This is an interesting one. I, I really do like the Wright brothers. I don't know. Nobody was an inventor back then, unless he like had the capital to do it. So they were already probably rich. Didn't need the plane, you know, to be rich, but they just did it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, $47.8 billion. Did you say billion? Well, you cut me off, so now we'll never know. It was nowhere near either of the numbers. Johnny? Is it way <laughs> lower than both the answers? I can't give you a, a solicited hint. Because I feel like I'm embarrassing myself even further by answering these questions. <laughs> Correct. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say um, $10.5 million. That's unbelievably close. It was $10.3 million in adjusted for inflation. I'm back, baby. Johnny Let's fucking go. redeems himself. And his name is John Cena. All right. 
I thought we couldn't use copyrighted music. It's so short, and no one's gonna. <laughs> yeah. What do you know Hang about on. being short? Nothing, because I'm six one, Danny. <laughs> Bruh, we can still work together if you're a strong five nine. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Wright, singer of Dreamweaver. What's his net worth? When did this come out? 1975. I feel like the music business was kind of fucked up back in the day. So maybe I don't. I'm still thinking like maybe 20. I'm so sorry, Danny. You're down $80. This just wasn't your game, Danny. You know? I'm not paying you a fucking penny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Press the wrong button, but we'll live with it. You love TikTok, uh, right, Jeff? What's that? You love TikTok? Not to change gears, I'm just asking you a question. It seems like this uh, this Pornhub thing is like kind of a meme. Oh, there he goes. He left. <laughs> He's it's completely left the frame. TikTok's great, yeah. But I'm asking you, this Pornhub thing is like kind of a meme thing right now, so you're just kind of not even really doing your own comedy, you're just pulling other people's bits, or what's the deal here? Yeah, I mean, I, what I'll do is I'll get a whole, basically like people will be at Largo, right, in Los Angeles doing stand-up sets, and like they'll be without their book, so I'll see it in the green room, right, and I'll just nab it. I'll grab their notebook and just take the ideas, and two weeks later, that's a headgum sketch. <laughs> Three weeks later, that's a fucking pilot. Yeah, what is comedy if not stealing? Carlos Mencia. Uh, I, I also feel I feel bad about uh, anyone who's listening to this episode with like on speakers in the home, and then like with somebody else, and you know, all these random Pornhub like intro videos come on. It's like I swear, honey, I swear, it's just the Headgum podcast. You gotta hear this shit. They're so funny. Some high schooler like doing like work from home or school from home, and mom hears them. Here's a, an executive decision as a future parent. If any of you guys want to have kids, you hear the Pornhub sound like in the living room or your kid's bedroom. Do you pop in and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Or do you just kind of like because that admits to them that you watch Pornhub? <laughs> I sit down and walk them through the video. <laughs> Gary Wright, net worth. What do we think? Let's just breeze through this shit. I'm rattled by the uh, that comment. Um, I don't know what it, I already guessed. So y'all are up. I would say, well, from what I remember, there's a lot of uh, musicians in the 70s and 80s who got kind of uh, dicked over by their labels in terms of monetary compensation. So I'd say, right? That's now, every decade, every label, every musician. Really? So the the problem hasn't stopped. People come to the show for hot takes, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm anti-label. Pro famous on Broadway, Joe Namath. <laughs> nice. Dreamweaver. <laughs> I would say um, 2.7 million. Ooh. You've only guessed in the several hundred millions and in the low seven to six digits. That was a good guess, though, Johnny. I liked it. That, but the actual answer is $3.89 million. I'm cleaning house today. It was oh $10 million. How much is it? Ten million dollars. Where are you finding? What site are you using? Because I feel like that one's inaccurate. Celebritynetworth.com. That's pretty accurate, usually. Uh, Easy E. He's dead. That's not a right brother. His real name is Eric Wright, and yes, he he he. R.I.P. But at the time of his death, what was his net worth? Well, because you said the Wright brothers plus inflation, you didn't say anything about them. Yeah, because that's a century. This is only like twenty years. I mean, I think he also had issues with labels. I would say a million. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> Johnny, go on. Because I guessed so low last time, I'm going to say... Don't do it. $14. <laughs> That's my final answer. Yeah. <laughs> What's his real name? What's Easy's real name? Eric Wright. That's a cool name. Say 15 mil. Dude was worth a quarter bill. Eight million. All right. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, adjusted for inflation. 
<laughs> Who's that? Architect. I do know that. That's one older white guy I do know. Big big <laughs> Chicago influence. I don't know, bro. I mean, real estate is booming. It's always been booming. The houses are tight. I think you're going to get this one. I don't know, bro. I feel like he had a like smooth like 100, 100 M's. 150. <laughs> this is the stupidest show I've ever done in my life. Huh? <laughs> so Let's play a different game. This game sucks. Uh, 24.3. That's correct. He didn't even finish. Wow. He didn't even finish. It was 24. This, this is bullshit. As long as it's 24, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give, I, I've been giving leeway of 500,000 here. All right, last one. Roan. The barstool correspondent? <laughs> Drag him, Johnny. Drag him. No, Roan was the gnome de plume of Tyrone Wright. Street artist from Melbourne. What? What don't you get? I just fucking spelled it out. Roan was the gnome de plume of Ty- Tyrone Wright. What does any of that mean? Roan, come on. Jeff. Yeah. Did you put tobacco in that pipe in high school? <laughs> what were you sm- were you smoking a naked pipe or was there at least shit in there it? There was loose leaf tobacco. Okay. Would you like light that. it or would you just you just did it for smell or what? I would light it. I would I wouldn't inhale. So it was for the taste. <laughs> for the so taste. where were you at um, with this like it was this big ass pipe in your pocket? Like what was Yeah, where would you bring it this, out? This would have been yeah, this would have been in a garage. In a garage? What's that? You what do you mean? And other kids are just like doing like cool drugs and stuff. You're like, oh, let me <laughs> situate and pack and prepare my pipe. And by the time you pack it in, it's like everyone's already high. Gone, I actually, actually really appreciate the assumption that there were others present. <laughs> just sneaking from your friends to go smoke a, a pipe. <laughs> yeah, like it was me behind a Subaru Forester, absolutely alone, not only physically but also like kind of spiritually. And um, stressed out about yeah, pre like, algebra or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I took was pre. Right. I never got to the real shit. Same, same. Fine. I'll give you guys all a freebie. Roan's net worth was a million dollars. That was a straight M. Thanks so, for the freebie. The slate's clean. You guys don't owe me any, any any money, but I am like disappointed in all of you. You owe me money. I got a lot of them right. You got two right. You got two right. You got six wrong. So you owe me $80. No. I... Hey, so what are you doing after this? Do you want to... <laughs> what part of town are you from? I can barely hear you, dude, but I love what you got there. <laughs> yeah, my roommate, he's actually out of town. Love your style. Did you drive? Okay. I didn't, man. I don't drink and drive. <laughs> sick, sick. Yeah. I love this club. Holy shit, is that Roan? Yeah. Come here often. Roan has a table. Where's the bathroom at? You gonna smoke that pipe? <laughs> <laughs> Plugs. Let's go down the line. Marty, Johnny, Danny, in that order. What do you have going on? Tell the people about it. Point them to whatever you want or not. Uh, point them towards what? Sorry, Johnny. I wasn't prepared for this segment. We're doing it's executive not or not still, or what are we doing? No, I'm ask, forget it. Johnny, what do you have to point the people to? Social media, anything you want to plug? Uh, something I want to plug is something that I've been working on with my friends for quite some time. It's a board game. Uh, it's called Crisis in Space. Uh, so in the game, you venture out into the last frontier with a few of your friends and solve crises like uh, hostile aliens or <laughs> space viruses. Um, so it's been refined and play tested for a few years, and we're going to launch a Kickstarter soon. But you can follow us at crisis underscore games on Instagram or visit our site at crisisinspace.com. Uh, I'll be running the content for the pre-campaign, so 
yeah, this is going to be a grand old time. It's a cool thing. Like, I I, I want to play the game, but the way you just plugged it <laughs> was so... Flawless. <laughs> earnest. And also, yeah, rehearsed. It has to be rehearsed because I literally, if I stumble on the words and I feel like my friends are going to berate me incessantly. Got it. Yeah, this means a lot to That's them fair. and me, you know. This is a part of the press run, I feel you. Oh, absolutely. We'll link it in the uh, description then. Let me know about the uh, the Kickstarter link. Yeah, for sure. Danny? Yeah, shout out to uh, HeadGum Gumball. Um, if you know anybody who wants to join Gumball, decent size show, come and sign up or hit me up. Follow me. Follow Sellers on all social media. Comedy is back in Chicago, baby. So uh, all kind of cool stuff I'll be producing and or performing on here very, very soon. Um, pop-up TV? Yeah. Pop-up. The pop-up TV every other Friday. Um, if you like sneakers and jokes or just like hear my voice sometimes, I'm also on I, uh, the I, I've never made a, met a lazy person named Willie bit was really good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What about you, Jeff? What are you plugging? What do you got going on? I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> at Jeff Boyardee uh, on Twitter, at Jeffrey James on Instagram, uh, review, review, obviously. Why'd you change your Twitter handle to that? Before it was at Don't Play No James, which I really f- didn't like. And I set up uh, in when I was a freshman, actually before my freshman year of college, because we needed to start a Twitter account <laughs> for a class. And uh, I thought that was clever. So you changed it to oh. a SpaghettiOs reference? I think that's way funnier. It's not. Damn, yeah. Daniel. You were actually concerned about it. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to go check out BetterHelp. <laughs> Don't forget to use one of our coupon codes. Actually, does review yeah. review have Betterhelp.com forward slash what's that? We ha- it sponsors this show. Oh. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the HeadGum Podcast. Uh, shout out Johnny, Danny, and Marty for joining us this episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to do one in person someday. Mm. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Mm-hmm. Catch you on the flip. Diesel? That was a HeadGum Original.